Welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Voidtober 2021 begins. <laughs> Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. It's spooky season. Yeah, that's right. I know we celebrate it all year round, but it doesn't fucking matter because this is the pinnacle. This is where the sun and the moon align. So, guys, before we get into everything about Voidtober... We are going to be watching today, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made, which came out in 2018, mostly 2019 for everybody else. We're also going to be doing Ganjiam, Haunted Asylum from 2018 as well. And uh, both of those we picked in, uh, well, actually one of them, Punk Robot on, on Instagram with some numbers, I always forget. 1984. 1984. How would I not remember that? Hmm. Anyway, thank you for the suggestion. You guys can always suggest it to us. And if we like it, maybe we'll use it in the show and do it. But I've been wanting to do Ganjiam for a while anyway, too. So I figure these are kind of like yeah. found footagey, faux they're ho- documentary. They're Halloween-y. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a very Halloween thing. So uh-huh. hopefully you guys will enjoy our conversations about it. All the timestamps are down below. And Voidtober. Anyway, guys, we are super excited for Voidtober. Uh, if you are not aware what it is, that's okay. We only started it last year, and it was kind of like on a whim I did last year. Right. I threw it together in like a week, and I was like... <laughs> you threw it together in a week this year, but, but, too? <laughs> no, I did not. I've been planning this for weeks. I know you have. I'm, I'm just going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I've been stressed out about it, too, because we've had so many things going on, But which, by the way... My dad's still in the hospital. He he was diagnosed with West Nile virus and yeah. Which we're that, happy that we found out what it is at least because that was the hardest part. But but it's been hard. So yeah, but we're you know it's it's good news and we got Voidtober now. So it's at least we're not like in the worst situation possible. So we're excited for that. We I don't know if you guys have seen the new trailer that I just put out. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube and I put it up on Facebook as well. Uh, I'm I'm worried <laughs> that Facebook will take it down. You know because there's a lot. Lot of cussing in it <laughs> uh but uh yeah and i didn't put ads on it for youtube because i was like why put ads on an ad yeah you know that's stupid but it, it is pretty it took a long time guys like that that video took me like fucking i don't know 16 hours 18 hours mm-hmm. so i hope you watch it <laughs> There were some funny things and new things I learned in that video, so you can learn with me. Watch them all come together in this stupid little video that I enjoyed making 100%. I loved it. It's uh, good. It's a good video. I, I, I seriously got like nine hours sleep in two, three days. I think this trailer blows last year's trailer away. Well, yeah, it's also two times as long, <laughs> which <laughs> I didn't mean to do, but there's because, just a lot of info. It's because 
because we got more stuff going on. Right. We planned a lot more this year. Yeah, you're going to do reviews. We're going to do some watch parties. Yeah, we got... I, I redesigned... I told you guys about this for the past couple of weeks before that I I had put uh, a design out, um, which is kind of like a new, you know, Beyond the Void logo sort of thing. It's like the one that we used on the website. You didn't really get to see that much. We're still keeping the old classic BTV stamp that Kelly, Patrick's girlfriend, or wife (laughs) design we still love that um but we also came up with like a new stamp that we would use for the podcast that we'll be putting up here uh hopefully it'll be up by the time this episode is up but we'll see it's got we we call it the astro btv symbol because it's got a little like a astronaut with a fucking skull inside of it and a fucking red light coming out of his eye it looks cool i like it i'm pretty happy with it plus if you guys haven't seen the secret awesome headquarters.com fucking shirt it fucking pops like a motherfucker like that shirt goes with just about any fucking color too Uh and it's like if you guys like check it out it's got like a like a microphone with light coming out and like this hand and some claws coming out it's really fucking cool it's really cool i really like it like we're we're trying we want to buy our own merch, but we can't. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, we can, we can't. It's like, we have to, like, cho- pick and choose what we're going to get. Right. We did do a sample because we weren't sure how uh, one of the shirts was going to look on two different types of shirts. Mm-hmm. So we tried it out. How did you think? They're, they're pretty good, it's right? good. Yeah, I like it. I thought it looked pretty cool, though, and uh, I enjoy wearing it. I, I, I never get my own shirts. It's like, even when right. I had my band, like, I never had a shirt of my own. So right. it's like, kind of like. These were the band shirts that I never got. You know? <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's mugs, all kinds of stuff. If you guys go to the merch store, keep scrolling because there's unf- a lot. There is a lot, but it's it's weird because the the Teespring that we used doesn't have like an organization system. Right. So unfortunately, there's stuff at the bottom that you may really like. That, that are like pillows or die cut stickers or whatever. So just keep scrolling through. Or if you like a particular pattern or design, click on one of the items. And then on the bottom right, it'll show you all the different items that it has. Mm-hmm. Just a heads up. And these are all made to order, guys. So if you order them, it'll come in a week or two. It's not like it used to be with Teespring where you'd have to set a campaign up. And at the end of that campaign, then they would do all the orders and send it out. No, they're they're made to ship right now. I'm pretty sure. That's right. how we got ours. Made to order. Yeah, made to order, made to print, whatever. Right. So Because they have the technology now. We have the technology. Plus, it, and I'm only telling you guys this just to kind of reiterate some of the stuff because I don't know how the streams cross here, but, you know, we have Twitch. We do Twitch every week, pretty much. It's been a little bit on the on the slower side lately because I've been so busy, but we're going to kick that back up for all of Halloween, all of October. Christina's going to be doing two watch parties with us. We're going to pick, literally pick, of two movies. Uh, I think there was like the Black Pumpkin and then Halloween Party, which are two brand new Halloween anthologies that just came out uh-huh. that we're going to be watching. One of the two, we're going to let you guys pick on the stream with us. And you have to have Amazon Prime. We're also going to be playing a lot of horror games. So if you want to see me jump like an idiot, like I never jump that much from horror movies, but <laughs> when it comes to video games, I'm, a lot of people like scare the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Like I even have like, uh, donation alerts that scare the fuck out of me and I'll like throw my hands or kick my foot or something but we have a lot of fun so I hope you'll join us on that and then of course you know obviously we'll have a lot of YouTube videos doing old and new stuff all month long also guys we have 21 horror movies that are going to be included in the giveaway this year 
2021, 21 horror fucking movies. Don't expect that every year, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but yeah, Christina and I made a big box. We're going to send it out to one lucky winner in the U.S. And I'm sorry we can't extend that out further. We're just not rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex- shipping is expensive. It is expensive to other countries, and we just can't do it. It's even expensive here. I mean, the movies cost us money, too, even. Right. At least $21, right? <laughs> right. But there's more than just dollar Blu-rays and stuff like yeah. that. There's, like, a lot of stuff. So it's going to be a busy month for me, but I'm excited to celebrate it. So Me, too. I really hope you guys join us on this because... I think we need to have a little bit of a celebration after all the stress and shit we've been dealing with for the past year and a half. So I'm I'm ready to celebrate. It's like this is bigger than Christmas for me. I don't give a fuck about Christmas right. this year. <laughs> oh, and also Christina and I thought about like a little game that we would play with each other to like I don't know, trip each other up while we're doing this over the past next couple of weeks on the podcast where we will make a rule. Okay. You know, uh that I don't know how we're gonna do this, but if you guys have any we ideas, need suggestions. Yeah, well, we need. We, I'm not good at games. I and, thought about doing it as like if I fucked up, I would drink, but then I realized, oh my god, you can't do that. I can't <laughs> do that for many reasons because I'm driving a goddamn ship here, guys. I can't just get drunk, uh, you know, and it's just not gonna I work. I can't drink either. I mean, we get we get buzzed, but we don't get drunk, right? You know what I mean? So, um, speaking of which, I do have uh some ninety nine. Watermelons, Watermelon. just that I'm gonna drink throughout. Just hanging out. I'm gonna slam it after we do our out. shots. All right. Uh, probably but, gonna need it after these shots. What would be a good like like funny thing that we could do that that me and you often do? Like we disagree on things certain times, or there's something will happen in a movie, and you'll be like, "No, it didn't." And then uh-huh. what if we prove it wrong, and then you have to do something, or the vice versa? Uh, okay. Well, I'm usually right, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm ready to win then, because. <laughs> Uh, anyway, guys, what are your traditions that you guys like to do each Halloween season? Like Christina and I, she usually, we usually start decorating the tree, uh, which I, we haven't done in, uh, this year, this year yet. But Christina and I, we actually do something usually every year where we put up a fucking, uh, Christmas tree and we decorate it like it's Halloween. A Halloween tree. Yeah. It pretty much is Halloween all the way through Christmas. Right. We haven't done it. Yet, <laughs> I haven't had time. We're, we're hopefully, hopefully we can do that though. Would you like to? Well, yeah, of course I would. Okay, I'll help you. I promise. Okay, it's not just you. Okay, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, well, you're the one that cares about it the most. But I'm excited. I'm amped up this fucking year, Christina. Uh-oh. It's Halloween, this motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just kicked Murray in the head. I wish I... That's me. Don't I did say not, that. I did I wish we could afford the that Home Depot s- skeleton, because it would totally fit in front of the house on the porch. Oh, God. Someone would steal and it or knock it over no, or something. No, there's no way you could steal that, because you'd have to jump the front wall. Well, how would we get? How would we get it over the front wall? What, what are you talking about? There's a gate. Okay, so then why wouldn't they and be able to bring w- it out of the you gate? You weigh it down, so they can't take it, and it would have to go halfway on the roof. All right, I think... Maybe we just put it on the roof. That would work, too. <laughs> That'd be cool. I think we would get a fine for that from the HOA. Probably. <laughs> be like, I don't know how it got up there. It's not ours. Well, that's, I don't know what that is. What, what? I don't see anything. What are you talking about? Are you seeing <laughs> Just put a sign on it next. It'd be like, I don't know who put that sign on there. It says death to the HOA. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> tape their pictures oh, to the fucking... Oh, our HOA is pretty cool. <laughs> I, over here, it, you know, it's like a mixed bag. You never know who you're going to get. Right. Because it's a fucking, like, it's a paid position, isn't it? 
No. They don't get paid? No, they don't That's get paid. That's why they're just insufferable. Yeah, usually. it's just the management company and then the board is the residents. Well, we have the same management company, HOA management company. Yeah, it's a company. That, that I had before I give, moved here. They don't give a fuck. They just want to get paid. Right. Well, they were trying to charge me $100 for well, leaving my was, gate open. And it's because you had resident boards. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Bunch of dildos. Made me fucking push my car out into the street. Because it didn't have a, it wasn't registered at that moment. Well, those are the rules. Now, whose side are you on, by the way? Oh. <laughs> anyway, guys, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! shots! All right, so Christina came up with the horse shot this week. And which movie is it for, Christina, and why? It is for Ganjam. Ganjam. Ganjam Haunted Asylum. And it's called Black Eye. Yes, because I hit her last week. No, I'm kidding. It's actually because the demons in the movie. They the, have black eyes. They get black eyes and it's pretty fucking cool. Well, yeah, it is I don't pretty know cool. if they're demons. It's just, you know. Whatever. Demons yeah. have black pupils. They're like, just, there's yeah. no color around their eyes. They're just spirit. They're evil spirits or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> it looks cool as fuck. So we thought that was like one of our favorite things in all of, all the movies. So we thought, oh, let's make a drink. Right. We're drinking their eye. So we got one and a half to about two ounces of black vodka. If you don't have black vodka, you could Google how to make black vodka and make it. I'm not going to tell you how to make it because it's just complicated and sticky. Is it made but- with charcoal? Isn't that usually how? No. Like black water, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, some of them are. Some of the brand name ones, they do have, it's charcoal and vodka. Okay, infused or whatever. Yeah, but you don't, you don't need charcoal. You can. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Christina just poured her blood anyway. into it, her demon, demon blood. <laughs> Yeah, right. My period blood. Oh, <laughs> that's Jesus. What you, that's what you get, man. I guess everybody will be skipping this one. <laughs> I might even. And what then the fuck? you put in a squirt of uh, simple syrup. And so wait. So, okay. So explain to me how much vodka is in it. You didn't say that. Yes, I did. Shot. See, I win. Yes, I did. I said one and a half to two ounces. Okay. How did you do black, the black? I, I said... One and a half to two ounces of black vodka. If you don't have black vodka, you can make black vodka. You can Google it, the recipe. Oh, that's what I didn't understand. Yeah. And then you do a squish of like simple syrup or, you know, whatever. Oh, I should have used maple syrup. Oh, shit. Anyway, yeah, simple syrup. And then you do a sploosh of lime juice. Okay. It sounds disgusting. It does and sound we're gonna disgusting. Take it. And I don't know what, I mean, you just said period blood, so I'm not real fond of what you got oh, on there. Oh, good. Have fun And with what this. did you do to the top here, Christine? You didn't explain oh, that. Oh, and then I just put the syrup and, uh, you know, sprinkles. And it's all sliding down the yeah. side. Yeah. Slide. <laughs> Baby, slide. Oh, my God. Slushy, cheers, slushy. Cheers. Shut up. Oh, that was disgusting. I can't. Oh, God. That was, bad. that was really bad. That's bad. Oh, I can't. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. Oh, yeah. Ew. You guys are going to love this. Oh, that was horrible. Dude, I didn't even finish it. There's like a little hair in the bottom there. Dude, I'm not looking on the internet again. It's because <laughs> whatever you put around the lip of it kind of grossed me out, first off. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Oh, it's God. strong. I'm going to go get some 99 something. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, 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 yeah. So if you guys want to try that on your own, 
Feel free to if you're if you think you're 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 fucking horror enough. You know? Not recommend. I do not recommend. <laughs> we never said they were good all the time. This one is pretty strong, dude. It's really strong. Um, I think it's just sugary. No, no. There was something weird about it. It just had this. It, it made me almost like. It was like my my mind and my body was rejecting it almost, you know. Right. It was like, nope, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, if you would like to try something that might make you up, check. All you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now for a black eye. Well, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go into our flesh and potatoes of... Voidtober. Voidtober. 21. 21. And we're going to basically do that with Gonjiam, Haunted Asylum from 2018 and... Antrim, the deadliest film ever made from 2019. Yeah, basically. Okay. (laughs) Right now. All right, so I get to go first this time. This oh, is like a different. Let's mix it up. Yeah, she thought she. Was, I thought I was gonna get out of it. No, yeah, no. I'm you, not. What, what do you mean? You I, always do first. I know. It's okay. I'm gonna drink this while you're doing that. So, Gonjiam Haunted Asylum is a film that takes place in the former Gonjiam Psychiatric Hospital and Guangzhou, Gyeonggi province purportedly one of korea's most haunted locations via cnn Ooh. seven seven of the freakiest places on earth you'd oh say. really yeah i don't know it blew up after that but the crew of a horror web series travels to an abandoned asylum for a live broadcast it soon encounters much more than expected as it moves deeper inside the nightmare's whole building this is by director and writer Byom Sik Jung, who is the director of Horror Stories 1 and 2. Those are like anthologies. They also did Hot Desire, and they also wrote this one, too. They've actually written one that did they didn't direct, which was called Miss Conspirator. Oh. There was another writer on this who's never done anything else, which is Sung Min Park. So we have a large cast, and I'm going to try to run through these as quick as I can. Uh, I don't know... Like, there was so many names being thrown around. It's like... Yeah, there was I, a lot of them. Yeah, like, I don't even know who's who. Uh-huh. Like, I kind of do. Like I, But there was a lot of people. Um, So, we got Wee Ha Jun, who plays Ha Jun. Because all of these characters, by the way, played themselves. Because oh, really? they did the, They did the whole Blair Witch thing. Oh, that's cool. Which I think is kind of good in this kind of... Right. And this kind of thing, because it just makes it seem more realistic. Exactly. Hajum played the cop in Squid Game on Netflix, if you've seen oh. that. He uh, actually does a really good job in that film. Mm-hmm. And that movie was actually, or that TV show was actually really pretty good. Mm-hmm. Although I did call the ending. I knew the ending. Right. Uh, by the, like, six episode uh-huh. which made me cry almost <laughs> I, I was like wow but anyway if you haven't seen squid game it's kind of like battle royale for adults it's not about the gore uh-huh but it is about there is blood uh-huh but it is just like an emotional character piece movie and it's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. We also have Yuji Yoon, who plays himself, a newer actor that was a cameraman in the extreme job and an detective in a haunting hitchhike. 
We also have Su Wook Lee, who this was their first movie. They were new to acting as well. They did a movie called Fourth Place after this one, which is weird because in April of 2018, only days after the theatrical lease, actor Lee Song Wook, who made his feature film debut here, announced that he had quit acting. He cited personal reasons for his departure and was reportedly not present to promote the film in any marketing. Oh, and also another actress, Yi Woon Moon, also quit acting after. She played the Charlotte character. Do you think it's cursed? I know. Of course not. She's been in a few TV series and everything like that in South Korea. Children of Nobody, Legal High, Hyena, and a movie called Il Yang, The Wolf Brigade. We also have Ah Yun Oh, who did a few KTV series like... Why? What happened to the your relationship? And search www plus Mr. Sunshine. We also have Gia Park, uh, who played themselves. She's been in a, quite a few movies, including Soul Searching, as in The City of Soul, which I think oh, is pretty clever. That's clever. Dream, Epitaph, Three, Iron, and more, and hasn't done anything after this movie. Ji Hyun Park was in a pretty good exorcist action movie that I recently saw last year called The Divine Fury. It's actually pretty good. It's got action and blood and exorcisms and demons and shit. Um, they were also in The Chase, Yumi Cell, plus many Korean TV shows. We also have Soon Hoon Park, who was probably the biggest working actor of the bunch here. They have done tons of KTV, like Mad Dog, Black Knight, My Only One, Psychopath Diary, and many more. We also have, last but not least, J.U., uh, who I think played the captain in this movie. Not 100% sure. They played a translator and the movie X-Men, and he also played Colby's doctor in the boys TV show on Amazon mm -hmm. and the man from Toronto. And that I don't know if you remember this movie was on Netflix a couple years ago called The Shadow of the Moon about time travel. Oh, no idea. OK. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this movie had a two point two million dollar budget and it made about twenty million point three and became the third most watched horror film in South Korea after Phone and Tale of Two Sisters. And also uh, was, I think it actually got second for most, you know, fastest selling gross at the box office. Oh, wow. But it also won a couple awards. It got best editing at the fifth, 55th Grand Bell Awards and the 39th Blue Dragon Film Awards. It got best sound at the fifth Korean Film Producers Association Awards. And this movie has a 90 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and about a 72 or something like that on audience score. Christina. What did you think of this film? Well, this is not a first time watch for me. Okay. But I do remember the first time we watched it because we actually bought this movie at the Dollar Tree. Right. I want it on Blu-ray, though. I do, too. So it was kind of like uh, we weren't expecting much from it. And right. then we just ended up getting, like, totally blown away by it. I like it because it's a very, like, modern haunted house type of tale. Oh, because, you know, the YouTube people you know sure. doing that route um the beginning is kind of annoying because those youtubers are annoying and you know they they i That's like so mean how dare you what? and those young youtubers were annoying it's like to a, a middle-aged woman it's okay? a hate crime <laughs> <laughs> um, and I liked how they, they took it. It was kind of, you know, an exaggerated ghost channel. Sure. Well, it's was, like a really fancy one, too. Right. And I also like how they did. There's like a, 
like a time gap, kind of like Blair Witch did. Sure. You know, and they're like trapped in this place and, you know, time is like irrelevant almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like circular. It was just really cool. The ending was really good. There was some really freaky moments in it. Yeah. And I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. I Seven, really? That's yeah, it? Yeah. I think you're going to get, it's going to get higher in your list as you watch it again and again and yeah, again. Yeah, I think so too, because I really did enjoy the second it, That's watch. how it did it for me. You know what I mean? Like it was, this is my third watch. And uh, maybe maybe even fourth, I don't even know. And it's only been out a couple of years. I remember yeah. watching it the first time in 2018, 2019, I'm sorry, to see if it was going to make the, the, the thing. And oh, I'm yeah, like, your year-end thing. And it was just just shy of it because I felt like it, it missed some opportunities on some certain things. But then mm-hmm. I kept thinking about like a couple of scenes in this movie, and I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh. You know, right. I want to watch it again. So then we watched it again and we watched it a third time. And it's like, you know, this was my third or fourth. I'm pretty sure it's my third time, but I just, every time I watch it, I enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. Some movies do this to you. I don't know why. Right. I think it's because they fill a niche that you don't get in other movies. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of films that are kind of like mess with you a little bit, you know, like as a whole, the movie may suffer in certain areas. Like the very beginning is a little slow. I will agree. Right. It uh, is. But it's annoying. I think it is really good because it sets up that these characters and you you kind of care about them a little bit because you see them in, you know, they're different personalities, like the weak kind of mentally, you know, not as, you know, popular guy and like the really popular guys. And I don't know. It's just kind of interesting how that I think it, it's not so bad in that regard. But we, like you said, we got it at the Dollar Tree. We decided to watch it. Liked it more, just kept getting more and more popular. This is a pretty scary movie for those who get spooked by found footage, by the way. Right. Like, there are some genuinely, I mean, sincerely creepy fucking moments in this movie. Some that just don't quit. Like, these are like 20 minute, 30 minute, like nonstop pieces. There's at least two of these in the movie. Mm-hmm. One that's like 10 minutes, one that's like 20 minutes, you know? It kind of feels like this like nonstop spooky fucking ride. And the things that they do creatively and sort of the spooky way that they go about doing it, because these kids are all have like cameras taped to their chest, so they can't escape the cameras. Mm-hmm. And it's like the perfect excuse right. to have these cameras on them in the first place. Right. And which I like because, you know, I can kind of just, Normally, when I watch found footage, I can sort of get myself to a suspension of disbelief a little bit so that I don't have to, like, not enjoy the film. Right. But this one, I didn't really feel that way. And they actually feel pretty natural at acting. They all seem to do the roles pretty good. I could see it on a YouTube channel, like them live streaming it. Yeah, like it seems like, a, but yeah, but they wouldn't be able to do it. Those GoPro things that they're using, they, they don't have that much They'd of a be glitchy. Yeah, it would be really bad. But yeah. they do some really cool things in this in this in a show that were it kind of cuts out like that a lot, right? Which is great if you're going to be editing. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, if you've seen movies like I don't know. Paranormal Activity or like Grave Encounters is a really good one that you, if you enjoyed that one, you might like this one better. I think this might be better than that movie. Right. But a lot of people really love Grave Encounters. So, you know, it's at least close to it. You know, uh, it does remind me of the Blair Witch and a lot of the things that it does in the movie. But who doesn't borrow from that? Yeah, anymore? especially found footage. Right. Yeah. Because that's like one you of have the to. coolest things is to have be trapped in like some sort of like time thing. But yeah, watching a bunch of group of YouTubers get picked off is great. There's some pretty inventive gags, some very good sound design and mood setting. One of the long, scary segments of nonstop Spookarama, which is probably one of my favorite things in a movie, 
Um, it's not perfect, but the more I watch it, like I said, it's just, it just becomes one of my favorite things. Uh, there's a long wind up in the beginning, but the characters are rather enjoyable to make you kind of make it through while you follow this sort of live stream. And it's got some very good, like, things about it that had one part that will leave you pretty shaken. It did me. And, and like I said, it lasted like 20, 30 minutes. It feels like I swear to God, it just doesn't stop. Uh, I would give this movie an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, and, you know, that's me forward thinking a little bit if I watch it again and love it again. Right. Which you would. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a pretty regular watch in our house. Yeah, I think so, too. So, I mean. Regular Halloween. It's definitely a good Halloween film. It and really I would is. highly recommend you guys watch this on Halloween. Um, it's on Tubi TV, by the way. So you can watch it for free with advertisements, which it does suck for what? this movie specifically. Well, they they did break it in good spots. They did a pretty decent job, but there was one towards the end that really bothered oh, me. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's I was right. like, come on. There was two, actually. You gotta get that last ad in. It really pissed me off because it was like a five-minute ad break, you know? Yeah. So if you have the ability to rent it, I would highly recommend you do that. Pick it up at the Dollar Tree if you can find it there. Pick right. it up on Blu-ray like we would. So I think we've given out copies of Gonjiang. We have. We yeah, have. Yeah, so... Which we have the twenty one movies in the in the box set too this time. So Right. Uh for the giveaway I'm talking about. But yeah. Anyway, guys, check it out. Highly recommend. Definitely think it's gonna be just if you have seen it and didn't have the greatest thoughts on it, try it again. I think it might start to kind of like wear on you a little bit. And you're like, okay, yeah. Right. I, I like what they did there. Mm-hmm. There is some trivia on this movie that I found. And uh, of course, if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can go down to the timestamps where you can go to the next movie, Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made. Deadliest film ever made? Is that, I don't remember. Film. film. Yeah. Uh, but you can go down to the timestamps and go to our spoiler-free review on that. And then after that, go to the end of the thing to see what we're doing next week. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. All right, Christina. So hey, Wait, wait. I got a question. Oh, okay. Was this film at that actual location? No. Ah, oh, damn it. Why are you trying to ruin my trivia? I'm, I'm not trying. I was just very curious. <laughs> First of all, the conception of this film was inspired by that CNN list. Seven freakiest places on the planet, mm-hmm. which I tried to look up and find, but I think it was just an article that they did. Yeah, it's old, too. Yeah. That was an old article. Yeah, but they uh, apparently a lot of people loved that place. You know, everybody likes a good ghost story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you put any lore behind something, people get curious. Oh, yeah. And I think Jerome was on that list. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, yeah. a lot of people say it's not even that bad. So it's kind of like that tunnel in Japan. Right. <laughs> like yeah, people just make up stories and then it just turns into something. Mm-hmm. Apparently the hospital was closed in the 1990s and abandoned for more mundane sort of reasons than the tall ghost tales that you would hear. You know, mm-hmm. Gonjiam was forced to close mainly due to economic downturns, unsanitary, unsanitary conditions and sewage disposal system that wasn't working. <laughs> Not due to insane doctors who <laughs> hung themselves inside, by the way. Sorry to ruin your murderous love. But uh, apparently the owner of the building just left when all the problems started occurring. And uh-huh. then it got shut down because of that. And eventually it just closed its doors and has been abandoned ever since. Speaking of the owner of the actual property, I don't know if this is the one that was there originally or somebody else bought it since then, but before the release of the film, the owner of the asylum filed a lawsuit against the film being shown in the theaters, claiming that it would have negative effects on the sale of the building, which I mean, 
I I mean, well, it, yes and no, or it could help sell it. It's not like he's been keeping it up. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah, no one's gonna buy that. Did you see the Conjuring houses back up for sale? Oh no! But like two point five million. I watched a lot of the YouTube videos of people going inside of the Gonjiyeon Hospital. Uh huh. And it's really just messy, it's messy, yeah. overgrown. Like if someone were taking care of the property, then you might have an argument. You know what right. I mean? But you're not. You're not right. scrubbing you're it, cleaning mo- it. You're just trying to make money. Right. So it's like anybody that's going to buy that is probably going to buy it just for the fucking lore anyway. Yeah. So and they'll make a haunted house like a haunted attraction. Right. Out of call, it. call Zach Bagans. Whatever you need to do. It's the first time I said it right, by the way. <laughs> anyway. No one cares. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As it were, the filmmakers were unable to get permission from the South Korean government to film the actual hospital. So the scenes in the oh. film were set in Gonjiam were actually filmed in the National Maritime High School in Busan. With the production team adhering closely to the floor plan of the hospital to sort of recreate exactly the same exterior and the hallways. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So, but that's that's pretty much it. Oh. I thought it was interesting, um, you know, about that. Oh, I wish they would have had, like, experience or something. I know, like, bit. some really yeah. bad shit happened there, and it's actually really haunted kind of yeah. thing. Sorry, Josh, I know you don't believe, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, <laughs> now he's going to be like, are you going to come on and talk about your, sh- your stupid fake shit? <laughs> Anyway, speaking of, of like, you know, we watched the Ghost Adventures the other day. Oh, my God. It was horrible. And it's not that it was horrible. It was just too much for us. It was too much. It was. It's just too much. Like, we, I just so you guys know, even though we have some beliefs in this stuff, we We know it's entertaining. We are much more skeptical than I think people give us credit. I think so too. We're more, it's more annoying to me. When we see somebody overacting and stuff. But there was some pretty damning stuff that they did that there's no way that that guy could have known was happening at the same time. You're right. But just the way he was acting was just, it was too much. It just ruined it. It It really was. It ruined everything. It was really bad. That's the, I woke up from a slumber. And was laughing because I saw it. And Christina looks at me and she's like, oh my God. Anyway, let's, let's move anyway, on. Anyway, back on track. So we have some scenes from this movie that, uh, that, you know, we can kind of kick off and talk about. I don't want to spoil too much, but we, we, we don't have to go over everything. In other words, we just need to like kind of talk about our general feelings of this movie, why we liked it so much that we couldn't spoil in the spoiler section. Is there any characters that stood out to you or did you just kind of like think they were all just meh? Yeah, they were all just, you know, the same. They they, they were very focused on hitting that one million view, yeah, viewers. They, and They were, yeah, well, I, which I thought was a really great plot device. Yeah, it really, it was. It, it was, was to push, like, the towards guy. the push to push it to the end. The captain guy, which they had yeah. a tent outside of the Gonjiam Hospital, which became pretty much uh, no point anyway. Yeah. Because once you're literally in there or you go in you cannot get out right you're stuck there and that's what i love about this film is Mm because it's kind of like the blair witch in the same regard because once you cross the stick man forest Mm -hmm. there is no compass or map or stream that you can fucking follow inside jokes (laughs) inside jokes just kidding just like to bring it up every time yeah we got to (laughs) i cough because it's it's too much Anyway, but I just love that. I love the whole time thing. I love being stuck in hell. It's it's like there's such a fine line between curiosity and safety and danger. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. curiosity is the motherfucker that killed the cat 
first of all. We know that. And that's like that. It's like going over the threshold. It's like you think to yourself, like, when these kids are going in, you're like, oh, they're just regular kids having a good time, right? Like, they are having a good time. Like, they're laughing about stuff, making jokes that I actually thought were kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Like, little things that they were doing that were just fun. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't deserve this at all. Right. But because they're curious. And they built it up. They, I, know, I like I like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it really wasn't all that bad for me. Yeah, and I liked it. So when they're like... Because in- I could be one of those motherfuckers going into a building like that. You know, being a little hesitant, but not. Because they were right. a little hesitant. Yeah, exactly. There was some shit in there that happened. Like, when the light went out, when the guy was sitting at the laptop who was controlling the captain that was controlling the thing and the light went out and then i thought there was going to be something that popped up behind me right. behind him uh-huh but i didn't see anything did you no okay no i've looked at that it a just, million times but it, 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 it still creates that atmosphere there's a few things that happen inside that are meh not so scary i love the little gag that they have in the movie which i thought was really funny kind of gives some levity to the situation a little bit to kind of make you feel comfortable again which is another sort of controlling of the audience i think is a good thing where they have the girl's fake head there's like a a wig on top of a oh in a pool yeah and and it looks like it's fucking you know what's her name coming out of the fucking well pretty much right (laughs) was that the ring yeah i I think it was yeah something like that yeah. I think the grudge was the water, but so was yeah, the... Yeah, that was the well. I don't remember. Shit, I don't remember now either. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, I, it just... I thought that was a really funny little moment in there that they put in there, because he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Which, That's uh, good. I liked... Uh, there's some really the- smart things that they do in this that t- really... They hang on that scare. Mm-hmm. It's good. And the, right. and the wind-up for it is usually good, too. So, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, the, uh, when they first went in there and the two girls go into the laboratory and then they they see this chicken, like this, that was in the, the jar. Oh, yeah. And it was like okay. a dead chicken and they run into it later outside. Mm-hmm. Like, that was cool perception of that. I thought it was cool. Yeah, they, they play on that. That was really cool. I love that. That yeah. was, that's, that's the whole Blair Witch thing. You gotta give mm-hmm. it to them. But, you know, I, I, it's, I don't think it's wrong that anybody kind of like borrows some of that because it works. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good plot device that works. I mean, right. yeah, you could say, oh, it's just the same old thing. You know, but I don't know. I, I just love to be in that environment. And they generally felt like you could feel how scared they were. Yeah, it. Re- their faces uh, were really good. And then when the guys, when you find out the guys were like faking stuff, they were trying to get like the girls and stuff to get scared. Dude, and stuff. that Charlotte girl it did the best. Yeah, she. she I was, was not really expecting scared. that. Yeah, and then then it, they figure out like, oh shit, it's not fake. What's going on? You know, and that whole escalation that. Well, she, actually it, shit going they on. build her character up too, and I don't know how they did it. If she it was like her choice or not, because she's like a brand new actress. You know, she's the one that was like, eh, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she did one of the better parts in it, in the role, I think. Right. Because she was like, there's something happened with the, the doll. Remember, they planted the doll, and then she got scared because it was in a different place when they came into a different room, right? Or in the room again, and she knocked over the chicken. And the doll was in an old picture, right? And it was like, oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you can see her getting building this panic until it finally explodes and they run outside. And this is one of my favorite things about the movie. It's like all these little little nuggets along the way to get her to this point. And man, dude, they're running through the fucking forest. They find the panties on the tree. You know, they feel like they've been running forever. They're like, shouldn't we be there by now? That's what she kept saying. And they're trying to get to the tent, the the headquarters the, where the captain is. Mm-hmm. And they make it somewhere near and something happens. I forget what happens. She sees her friend just kind of like stops. 
Isn't that where she gets black eyes? No, because she, I think the girl was like, I can't remember exactly the order, but I think she sees her friend stop and then her hair, a light appears in front of her and then her hair starts going up. Remember? Mm -hmm. And then her fucking scarf is choking her. Right. And she comes down and gets free, goes over to her friend and she turns around and her eyes are closed. And then it's like she opens them and it's the black eyes. And then she's like, it's like, what the fuck? No. (laughs) And she's like slowly, like the girl Charlotte's like slowly backing away and like panicking. And it's like hitting her like something bad is is happening because it's and like her acting there is really good. Like, I mean, she may not be great at like regular acting, but the scared acting it, right. That was good shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes and falls backwards, I think, and then tries to run. And you see her face because the camera's tied to her chest the whole time. And she's like, you can see the pure terror in her eyes mm-hmm. and her face. And you see that she falls down. I think she tries to make it to the tent and that's where it cuts, right? Right. And, oh, that's what it was. She goes into the she tent. She sees the chicken then- thing on the ground. Yeah, all the, the pieces yeah, the from sc- the lab. The scarf thing was inside. The guys were with with them. Yeah, she sees the pieces on the ground. I think that's what happens before her friend uh, and she gets the scarf yanked mm-hmm. yanked up. Because right. and then she realizes she's never left the fucking hospital, and she's in the fucking room four hundred two, right? Which is the infamous like welded shut door that nobody should fuck with, but everybody does in this movie. And she's inside that room. Remember, she sees some her friend in the corner, like facing the wall. Right. Very Blair Witch. Right. And then there's a fucking dude with a fucking his. He's got that Y cut on his chest, like he's been in, like like they cut him open to oh, remove yeah, his organs like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he had an autopsy. Yeah, that's what it looked like like his chest was like cut open. Right. And, he, and he's all twisted and fucked up and just kind of moving. And she tries to hide behind the pillar, and you hear him sliding his foot, moving with her. Mm-hmm. And then she is like, oh, my God. And this whole scene right here is so intense. She, like, turns around and it starts trying to open the door and it doesn't open. And then she starts banging on the door repeatedly and the camera's shaking, like, every time she's hitting the door, which is really cool. That was really cool. And, like, you're like, oh, my God, it's getting closer and closer as she's doing all this, right? And then she slowly turns. This this reminded me of that thing at the end of the bed, the ghost story I always tell. Right. When I use the flashlight. That moment when you're looking to see if it's right there in your face is probably the scariest goddamn thing you will ever experience. And she does that at the moment, and it just petrified me. And then you see it run up on her, grab her head, and rip the thing off of her and drag her into the dark. Mm-hmm. And and then, shortly after that, one of the guys who got thrown back by some ghost down a hallway, wakes up, comes to the door where they're trying to open up the 402 door, and something's coming down the hallway with the lights, the motion sensors. And they hear banging on the door, which was her. It's her from before. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is great. I love that. It's right. like, oh, man, what the fuck? And they're like, how did she get in there? Right, because they can hear her screaming. So right. They know it's her. And they hear her get scream and get dragged off. They can't open the door and time then something's charging at them down the hallway at the same time as the lights are flickering going towards them and then the door opens and they all go inside and there's water on the ground and they're like why is it wet in here and they look up and there's water on the ceiling which is cool and and like everybody's like tripping out a little bit and they see you know because they get these cameras strapped to their chest with like lights on their face and you see like hands come up behind each of them in front of their face like trying to cover their eyes 
But it's only when they're not, when they're not noticed. Right. Is when they get taken. Right. It's just creepy. And then out of the three people, two of them get taken. One of them gets knocked out. Yeah. Who wakes up later, I guess. Yeah. Or I don't really remember. And then gets taken. Right. Yeah. And there was that whole scene right after that. Where the, the, the captain, captain comes in and he's like going in the room and he's like, what the fuck? Where are you? And then he hears something behind him and it's this fucking thing, dead thing floating towards him. Mm-hmm. And his legs, you can see the floating. You can see them floating towards him. And then she's like, ah, and he flips the camera around to see what's behind him. And then it takes him and chokes him out. And then the other dude wakes up in a chair and gets pulled into room 402. Which is like, how did he get out of there? Right. I'm so confused. I think it was like, I don't know. He was in there. That whole span, the last third act or so, is just so Intense. Yeah. It's really intense. It's really worth the wait. I don't know. I really like that movie. So, I mean, I'm sure there could be better ones and maybe I'm going a little high with it this time, but I just enjoy it. So, I mean, it kind of feels like a movie I'm going to watch a lot. Right. And I think about it a lot, so might as well give it an 8.5 for me. Hey, might as well. I bet you you'll be an 8 next time you see it. Yeah. Anyway, we got another movie that uh, was suggested to us, or was this one? This one, yes. uh, Punk Robot 1984 on Instagram suggested it to us. Messaged us asking if we had seen it, and we had not, so it was the perfect choice. Right. It's perfect choice. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I've been meaning to, and I've been wanting her to pick it up at the Dollar Tree if she was there. Yeah, I haven't found it. I told her every time. I was like, can you you find it? (laughs) This was like before Punk Robot hit us up, too. Right. But yeah, it has been at the Dollar Tree. Uh, Okay. So a young boy and girl enter the forest to dig a hole to help. Said to be a cursed film from the late 1970s, Antrim explains the horrifying power of storytelling. Mm. Actually, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, tagline is the deadliest movie ever made. <gasps> That's a pretty tall order there, it buddy. Really Whoever is. fucking came up with that idea. It really is. All right. This is written and directed by David Amino and Michael Lacini. I think it's Lucini. Uh, it could be Lucini, but we'll see. Uh, David Amino ha- uh, directed another movie called Beautiful World from 2006, but is mostly an actor. He was in the Chosen TV series. He was in a bunch of shorts and Who Is Mister Tom TV series, which he was also a writer on. Okay. And then Michael Lucini was a director and writer on that Who Is Mister Tom, and he has directed a few shorts. Okay. Okay. This movie stars. Nicole Tompkins, who plays Oralee. Uh, she's done lots of voice work for video games, such as Resident Evil games, uh, Guilty Gear. Uh, she was also in the Amityville Terror from 2016. Hmm. She was in American Horror Story Hotel. Uh, she played the older Scarlet. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Smith, who plays Nathan, the kid. The little kid, okay. Yeah, right before this movie, he was in a Christian film called I Believe. And then he played... Mm. but Okay, so get this. He played Butters from South Park. So I guess uh, South Park did an episode where the characters were in real life, and he played Butters. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, I also have a little bit of trivia that I can just knock off here, too, for that. For him, anyway, in particular... So, Rowan Smith, previously you said that he did the Christian film, I believe, before making this film, which, ironically, is about a boy who tries to find his way into hell. <laughs> oh, that's what that movie's about. Yeah. That's funny. Crazy, right? That is, that's pretty funny. Anyway, continue on. Uh, he was also in a movie called A Psycho's Path, just so you know. Okay. Uh, Dan Estrati, who plays Cassius, 
he's Romanian and he's done a lot of Romanian films and a movie called Dinner with the Alchemist and Her Tango. Circus Salweski, uh, who plays Hansi, uh, he's been in all the Evil Bog movies, like all of them. Huh. Uh, he was also in Zombies vs. Strippers. Was in an episode of Mindhunter, a bro robot TV show, lots of shorts, and was a reenactment actor in the He-Man episode of The Toys That Made Us. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the budget on this movie I saw was $60,000. Hmm, okay. And then IMDb stated this movie made uh, $26 gross. Hey, man. <laughs> it was in the theaters. Say what you want. Hey, tw- <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, they probably just didn't even show it. It was probably yeah, like... Yeah, that's probably what it is. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, so... What did you think, Alex? Well, so I'm going to take a shot before I tell all this uh, really quick. Cause Why do you got to take a shot? A 99, because it's not going to affect me. And I want everybody to hear how drunk I get by the end. <laughs> Ooh, that needs a chaser. Water is a good chaser. <sighs> flavored uh, seltzer water is, yeah. So, first of all, I do want to mention something about Antrim. During its only public showing, the small Hungarian theater in which it was shown burnt down, leaving 56 dead. Whoa. whoa. In addition to this, several film festival personnel died shortly after seeing the film. And in its last private showing in California, a drug-induced stampede caused the death of a pregnant woman and her unborn child. This film was called Antrim. (laughs) <laughs> thought to be deleted and lost until this documentary pulled the negative print that was discovered in Hungary earlier this year. So in 2020, take that for what you will. No, that's essentially what the story is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this movie is, it, it's going to divide a lot of people. I think a story about a film that is part documentary and part lost and now found curse film called Antrim. It's a movie that made people go insane and a fire breakout, all this other stuff I just mentioned. And it's a film about a little boy and his older sister who go into the middle of the woods to bring back their missing dog, Maxine, by digging a hole to hell. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this girl is like probably in her teens. They they do a really great job of making this seem straight out of the 70s, by the way, by the clothing and everything that they wear, the attire and uh, some of the the filters that they used on the camera work and everything like that to make it kind of like a. Give it this like sort of yellowish brown kind of look like the uh, films back then used to have a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of has like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of look to it a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, but it's all in HD, you know, so it's all like mm-hmm. filmed. So it still looks good. It, it, they did a good job. Like yeah. that coloring like that isn't easy to do. Dressing people up and making their hairstyles work is also not easy to do. They do a good job here. Mm-hmm. I just thought the idea of this little kid who's trying to bring back his dead dog by digging a hole to hell is really kind of fucking twisted because yeah. it's his own sister. Yeah. And it's like, why would you ever do this? In right. the very beginning of the movie, I'm not really spoiling anything. They're like, oh, she's like, your dog died because it was a bad dog it went to hell and i'm like fuck bitch <laughs> yeah <it's crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> no, all dogs go to heaven bitch <laughs> <laughs> haven't you seen that movie yeah, you Jesus, well what? it hadn't come out this is 1979 when oh. this movie was supposedly <laughs> <laughs> when did the movie come out what 84 or something like that all dogs yeah, go to it, heaven i don't know it's probably like late 80s anyway yeah. i'm just trying to be funny try it's, it's not working i, I realize that try it, harder yeah well <laughs> Maybe there's another girlfriend out there that will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, do you want to get out right now? Or should I throw you out? I'm just kidding. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm funny, goddammit. Uh, but they do some rituals and they dig an actual hole in the ground and you get to hear the buildup of the movie and how, and actually watch the film from, you know, for the first time, which I like this movie because it makes for a fascinating story that you somehow feel a part of, even though you know synthetically it was made to kind of, you know, confuse you and play that whole fucking Blair Witch game a little bit and just kind of make this sort of mythos. But I appreciate it trying. I don't care. You know, it, it, no one's going to be viral over something like this anymore. Like that, that those days are gone. You know, like a movie's not going to make it viral like that for just, you know, the way you want it to work. It's just not going to happen. Right. But I like the idea of a cursed film and I like the idea that you are getting to experience this sort of like first time, just like they did in the middle of the beginning of fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is based on a true story. Right. You know what I mean? The guy from Night Court's in it saying that shit. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> but it kind of adds a little bit to the movie, even though this movie is going to bore a lot of people, I think. Um, I personally like it because I like this idea that is, you know, putting this child in this fucked up situation where they're going to hell because half the movie, you're not sure if they are or aren't. And then it's like, then the shit hits the fan and weird stuff starts happening. And you're like, this is not a place for a child. I kudos to the kid, by the way, for, for doing this role. Right. Because there's some like very, you know, exploitation sort of stuff going on yeah. in this film that, you know, it, it really doesn't, it makes you feel uncomfortable because there is a kid. And I right. think that's like good in its, its way. I don't think that the kid is ruined by anything in this movie. Oh yeah. It's not a super, it's not that bad. Yeah. Serbian film. It's a PG 13 film guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's relying on your imagination and the lore and right. you paying attention to that lore to kind of activate some sort of subsurface you know, reaction yeah, out of your body. Like it's like people are doing disgusting things, but they're not showing it. Right. Like, it's just kind of intended. Well, they did show one disgusting thing. Yeah, but they didn't really... It wasn't zoomed up, I guess, so they got away with it. There are definitely some occurrences, though, that are pretty fucked up, so... But they're not, like, as bad with the kid, you know? Like, they, they could be faked. Right. It's more about the lore and the fact that all of this is happening because of some innocent kid, which is just kind of disturbing to me as a as a viewer, as an audience member. Things start to unravel, get weirder and weirder. And like I said, this is dressed up in the 70s. It's got like this part sort of like artistic expressionism, like that free love sort of weird satanic thing going on for it, which I like. Right. And I'll bet most people will feel ripped off for their time by the end of this. Most people. Right. But I didn't, you know, it wasn't scary in the sense that visually I didn't see anything on the screen that was like that terrifying. There were some moments in the movie that was like, what the fuck? It was moody as hell. And if you can kind of seep into that, into a movie that can sort of guide your imagination, the idea and the concept of it all will carry you. But you have to have that sort of imagination to really, I think, really get into it. It's almost like tricking yourself into believing it's real. Right. Which is going to be really hard for a lot of people. Um, so I don't blame them. They're not wrong if they don't like this movie. But I do. Uh, <laughs> the idea of it is just so fucking bizarre and it made me want to go out and make a fucking movie. Literally. Right. Like, it's so inspiring because they did so much on so little and had and they had a really big concept that worked in a really small film, which is, as we always say, one of the best things that you can do for an independent film is to have a high concept that you can get away with on film and make people interested in a bigger picture that they can't see on a small budget, but can kind of imagine because you're laying it out there for them. And I think I think they did a good job here. Is it the best movie I've ever seen? No. 
Is it going to be for everybody? Absolutely not. But it makes you wonder what a movie that kills would be like. And it captured my imagination and some of my childlike fears. I think it's at least worth a watch to see for yourself to see if you are on one side of the fence or not. Uh, I won't be, you know, watching this a lot, you know, but maybe you can find the same sort of admiration or inspiration in watching this movie and make your own better film. You know what I mean? So part of me wants to give this movie like a 6.5. The other wants to give me like a six, but it's like up in the air. So I'm just going to say 6.5. That'll work. I think it's a, it's a noble effort for a $60,000 movie. Right. That, that went and actually made the two characters in the movie feel like they were in that age and that time frame. Mm-hmm. They, they do spend some effort here. And the two people in the movie really do kind of push that awkwardness. There's some sound design that they did in the movie that was kind of freaky and some imagery that I thought was kind of cool that they put in the film that overlayers the movie. So there's like some iconography that you'll see that will be like, hey, I saw that kind of like the cigarette burn and fucking fight club where he's like, I know I saw a dick, but I wasn't in there. You know, right. There's a lot of that going on in the film, which is just kind of creative and imaginative. Mm -hmm. So but yeah, what about you, Christina? What did you think of this? Well, <laughs> not so I had, much. Huh? I well, I, I'm kind of like half and half. I uh, I think going into the film, I had different. I had high expectations because it's like the deadliest movie ever made. Sure, of course. So my I thought it would be completely different than what it was. I don't think they should have opened up with that. I I agree. I think it it puts too many expectations it out there. It really did. It yeah. Re- maybe if it was a little bit shorter. I'm or- I'm able to cut back my expectations sometimes a lot more. I think than others. Right. Yeah. You are because I have to like level it. But until you explain to me like the ever like the deadliest film and that kind of stuff like it's curse film it's not supposed to right. be then I was like oh okay well that makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. um, I did I like the atmosphere I like the visuals like you said I like what they did to the film yeah some good ideas in there right I liked. So, like, the story I'm kind of torn on, like, I like how they did it in, like, different layers, like, these layers to hell, but I don't understand, like, when you're digging, it was like they would just dig a little bit in the ground, and then it was like, oh, one layer, and then they would come back up to the top, and then, like, weird shit would happen, and they'd go back down and dig, and then it was like, oh, we're in another layer, they'd go back to the top, and then... You have to keep in mind, we're, we're essentially watching this through the eyes of that child. Oh, yeah, I understand, and then it threw me off, because... You know, some other stuff was said by the sister, and then uh, by the end, uh, it was... and the, Yeah, the ending was kind of weird. Did you get it kind of atmosphere from it, though? Like, at yeah, all? Yeah, I said that. I like the atmosphere. I like the visuals in it. Like, how, where are you? Where do you land on that? That's where I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I, like, I liked it. it. It was still slow. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, it had a creepy atmosphere. Like I would assume you that you would like this better on. than something like The Witch. Yeah, I like this better than The Witch. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, which is going to be like, but, people are going to be like, what the fuck? But again, the, the beginning, it, like, just totally throws you off because you don't know what you're expecting. Yeah. And it kind of pissed me off. It's a great concept. It oh, really is. Yeah, it is. I think it just, they could have done it a little bit differently, but yeah, it's a I, good I, concept. But like you said, the like 70s with, it, it, you could feel it was like 70s, early 80s right. with everything, which was good. Yeah, but I gave it a 6 out of 10. Really? Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm surprised by that. But I only, I think I only gave it a 6 out of 10 because you had to explain to me. What was it originally? Well, 
it was probably like a four. Really? Yeah. So I changed your mind based on my You're perception. The curse, the cursed film aspect of it. Right. And how this isn't like the. Well, deadliest. they said it in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they- yeah, but still, like they made it into a bigger deal than it was. It wasn't a big fucking deal. I mean, like it wasn't a big deal. It was the first ten minutes of the movie. Well, no. What I mean is. <laughs> They, yeah, the first 10 minutes of the movie, they made it into a big deal about the film. And no, it wasn't a big deal. Right. Okay. All right. I don't mean to upset like, you. I'm just curious. I ain't trying to put you on the spot. Listen to me. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's uh, it's going to be one of those films. That maybe me and Christina are probably a little more gentle on it than I think some people would be. But I think if you are a, a heavy film watcher, you can appreciate where it was trying to go. Right. And I think that's really where you need to focus on with your, especially when you're dealing with a movie that is $60,000. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known people who do shorts for 35000 guys. Right. We're talking like 18 minute films. This is an hour and what, nine minutes? Must have pulled in a lot of favors. Yeah, and I bet you I bought a lot of that documentary stuff mm-hmm. is what was the most expensive. Oh, yeah. Documentary. Documentary. Yeah, stuff in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and at the end, of course, too, which they, they, you know, stick around, by the way, when the credits roll, the the movie continues a little bit. So mm-hmm. just stick around for that, by the way. Like the history, because there's supposed to be history. Yeah, to the if you have a loved one. Um, that has, and you're hearing this and you, they don't listen to the podcast or something like that. Tell them that it's real. Tell them it's real. And tell them the story that I told you in the beginning because they will have an infinitely better time like I did to Christina. Poor in the high desert. Yep. And it, she had a, a fantastic time. I really did. Like she, I like, well, I, yeah. I had the perfect opportunity. I knew yeah, it because, wasn't real. Because I like docu, I like, uh, docu, documentaries i like documentaries especially about film right and true crime and he was like oh let's watch this this is real and as it was going i was like this is i kept being like this isn't real <laughs> i was explaining the shit away yeah really he really good. was until it got to this particular part and then where i, I just was like, laughed that's not fucking real <laughs> <laughs> but she was grabbing my hand oh my god yeah it was good alex i can't handle this we need to review that one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's 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 gonna piss some people off. That movie pissed a lot of people off. It, it really did. It's like one of those, you know, the, the Blair Witch fans that hate that yeah. shit, or the or the people who, oh, I knew it was fake, you know, like yeah. it's like <laughs> whatever. It's like, no, we got you, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would love to hear what you guys think about this movie. If you've seen it or you haven't, we're gonna get into the spoiler section, which I have a little bit of trivia on, and then we'll get into some of our scenes and everything like that, and then we'll wrap it up with what we're gonna be. Watching watching next week so if you want to stick around if you don't go ahead and check out the end of the podcast to see what we're watching next week but if you don't want anything spoiled here's your warning okay question oh no i'm just kidding do that again? <laughs> I'm kidding. so the scenes involving nicole tompkins and rowan smith's characters were filmed in a huge forest they had like 100 acres to play around in which is pretty cool it was a privately owned forest where the filmmakers had been granted special permission to shoot. So they were like, yeah, dig a hole to hell wherever you want. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, sure. Dress people up in fucking black paint and make them run around in the forest all the time and make <laughs> weird devils. noises. Yeah. yeah, Which is creepy as fuck, by the way. Yeah, it really is. Like little elements like that. I mean, I know that they weren't that much, but they didn't reveal them. They just kind of kept them at the outer fringes the of bay. the reality. You know what I yeah. mean? Which I thought was really cool. And they yeah. even have that moment. 
where they had that rabbit, which is a claymation, which I kind of liked. Yeah, the squirrel. Wasn't it a squirrel? Yeah, because I feel like that's how they would have done it back in the 70s. Yeah. And so they, they did it that way intentionally uh-huh. just to add to give it that sort of air about it, which I admire. Right. At uh, the 16 minute, 24 second mark, there are words on the film for a split second. This is the iconic shit that I was talking about, iconography. It says, abyssus abysm invocat. Is that a demon? Well, I'm not supposed to say that out loud because I might have just invoked a oh, demon into just, the house. You just invoked demons into everyone else's house, too. Yeah, which is like, you just... So let me try it again. At the 16 minute, 24 words... Uh, or At the 16 minute, 24 second, there are words on the film uh, for a split second. You know, I was talking about the iconography and how there was like images mm-hmm. and stuff like that on the screen. Sigils. Yeah, like things that it, it says. Abyssus. Abyssum. Invocat. Abyssum. Abyssus. Invocat. God damn it. I'm gonna... Abyssus. Abyssum. Invocat. Damn it. I'm going to have to cleanse the house tonight. <laughs> Which means invoking the abyss. So I just summoned that three times here in the house. That's... Thanks. But I did repeat it backwards, so maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe we'll just be happy things. Uh, I said, remember, I yeah, said the right. second time I said it, I said it backwards. Right. By accident. By accident. So. Or be, you invoked it by eight. Yeah, so maybe it will be like a lower level demon or something. <laughs> it might not be blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it might just be like a sort subsurface Thanks. demon. Yeah, he lives around the top. He gets the algae and stuff, you know, like. Anyway, <laughs> so most of the symbols and runes depicted in the film were also taken from the 17th century text called Lesser Key of Solomon. So the stuff that you see in the on the thing, there's a there's a movie that's like kind of has some of the similar iconography and shit like that. It's mm-hmm. called Song of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Song of Solomon, I think it is. I don't remember. I, I can't remember if that's the one. There was another one about a guy and his sister who like summon something in the middle of this fucking cabin or whatever. I always get those two confused because I think Song of Solomon is a fucking unearthed film. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Anyway, Antrim was developed by David Amito and Michael Lancini during the development of the separate project in which they were brainstorming possible scenarios that they could include in the film. The central idea that would later become the basis of Antrim came from the concept of what would it be like to have watched a purported cursed film which the filmmakers felt would make great for a horror film and for the film's occult aspects amido and lancini lancini study various historical and cultural depictions of demons and while further inspiration came from a short film by david b earl titling dining room or there is nothing 2006 which uh lancini or lancini claimed to have seen in film school oh so, but about 56 minutes into the movie, when Nathan comes out of the water and starts speaking backwards, you remember that? He right. looks at the camera. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, I saw people in the water. Why so did he just say it forward? It's very Lovecraftian. That's what they're trying to Oh, uh, okay. It's very Cthulhu-based. Cthulhu. Oh, did he speak backwards? Yes. Okay. Remember, you said know. something when he did, too. Like, what did, did he I? just say? Yeah, I remember. Oh, I remember that part. Because we I, thought the movie was I over. Said, I said, did, did Cthulhu speak backwards? Oh, no, no. I don't, I've, I've never heard his voice, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the god, Christina, the Cthulhu. Yeah, I don't know. Lovecraft. Yeah. Okay. You're freaking me out. You're freaking me out. I'm a little buzzed. Anyway, so that's pretty much it for the trivia. 
we have a couple of scenes. What are some of your favorite things about the movie? And what were some of your least favorite things? Like, was there anything that I, really stuck you inside and was like, ah, why I did you hate, do that? I hated them putting the dog down and then making a big deal Dude, about it. I thought that was great. I oh, thought it was so sad. Because you see the dog on the table of that fucking crazy guy's chopping him up. So the dog really did disappear in those woods. And that guy fucking ate it. But how did it get... That doesn't make any sense to me because it was at the vet. They were putting it down at the vet. I don't know. It looked like it was on the table, didn't it? Yeah, I don't know. When he was chopping up something, I I swear to God, it was the same dog. So I don't know what was confused. I didn't see that. But yeah, I thought it was fucked up that the sister... Like, the whole idea that the sister is bringing her little brother, even if she believed it, is fucked up. Yeah. But then to fucking lie to the kid... And to go out of her way... After his dog died, dude... Is some exceptionally dark, evil shit. shit. Like, that is some fuck you, sister, I will never forgive you kind of shit. In fact, I might push you in front of a train kind of shit. And for her to, like, write the book and do all this stuff. Right, dude, she meticulously planned this out. That is like some murder fucking serial killer shit. To make sure he had a wand during one of the scenes because so, so he he was not a wizard, Harry. That, that squirrel, the demon squirrel. Right. Yeah. She's like, do you see that? There's one of them now. She's like, it looks like a squirrel, but it's really a demon. Let's go get it. And and this was like her idea of a way for him to cope with the death of the dog. Right. Is that what is that what I'm gathering? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I love the idea that she did it. Like that's some banana shit. You know what I mean? That's what right. I like about this movie. But then, but then when the kid starts talking about how he knew it was fake because he was told that she was going right. to make up this thing, and then they never really she was like, "Who that. told you that?" And he's like, "The voices." Yeah, that he they didn't really explain that. I don't know what he said exactly, but I think it was something along those lines, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but I just I I just don't understand where all that came from because they because the movie didn't explain it. Yeah, I enjoyed it though. I don't know what it is about this movie. It's not. It's not something that I would watch again and again and again and again, but it is something that I admire that has the spirit of creativity in it that I would want to be a part of in some way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I would really like to make a movie that is like along these lines of my own version of that. You know what I mean? Something, mm-hmm. my own vision of how they would do it. But the idea of just a girl making her little brother dig a hole to hell because he lost his dog is dark. And then the fact that she lies on top of it is just some fucked up shit. Right. And then he knows that she lied and the whole time and is just playing along because every time they're digging, remember you were saying, oh, they keep digging. And it's like a foot less each yeah. time. And it's like he's sitting there and he's the one going, we're at the next layer. We're at the fourth layer now. Right. And he's like, yeah, really? He, yeah. Like he knew, which is weird, too. Right. The scene after they hit the first layer and they get out and then they see this guy uh, standing there and he has a doll and a knife. And he, he, uh, they like see him and they're like peeking, they're like spying on him. And then the guy goes to, he starts like stabbing himself. And then the little boy screams. Oh, yeah. And then the guy like stands up and he's like, I'm sorry. And then he runs away. And then you see him later. Yeah, it was, on. A, it was like a Japanese guy or something. Yeah. Because he was committing suicide, yeah. essentially, like with, uh, but doing the traditional method with the, uh, you remove your clothes and then you mm-hmm. stab your gut and turn and twist up. Crazy. Weird. I think they were probably getting that from something like uh, the haunted, the uh, forest. Japanese forest. Yeah. yeah. The suicide forest. Yeah. 
I think that was just a concept that he threw in there to kind of add a little bit of mystique to it, which I think is a good idea ultimately because it's a cheap one. You just have one guy in one scene and it just adds to the weirdness of this place. Yeah. And of course, like that, the Japanese, that suicide forest would be a gate to hell. Right. And maybe it is in Japan when they're there. Who knows? Like. That's probably why they threw it in. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, you're looking into haunted forests and stuff as a director or writer. I would assume that that would come up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, there is that one scene where, um, they have like, there's like that. Okay. So when they come across the two guys, right? They go and they follow them into the fucking woods. And there's like the two guys that are. One oh, like guy in redneck. Yeah, there are like two redneck guys. One of them is wearing deer antlers, and you saw like a picture in his in her book mm-hmm. that she actually drew of demonic people mm-hmm. wearing antlers, antlers and that. So it was already prophesized. Mm-hmm. So literally, she was like she manifested it. She was like Sutter Kane from In the Mouth of Madness writing <laughs> this shit. And he and the kid was the one that wanted to go, to open up hell. Essentially, mm-hmm. he was kind of like guiding her. He was like, do you read Satakane? <laughs> but they first show him and he, what was he, fucking a moose or something? Or a dude, horse? he was fucking a dead deer on the ground. Yeah, it's fucking gross, While the other dude. guy's chopping up a fucking dog. And there's like a Baphomet statue made of metal. And it was like a barbecue almost. Yeah. And there's like, it's like, what the fuck is going on at this point? And that Japanese guy is in the belly of the Baphomet. That's right. They yeah. burned him up alive yeah. in there. And, and then you all of a sudden they like run from those guys and they hear him. And there's like demons in the trees. And this is where I thought the audio was really pretty great. Mm-hmm. And they even fumble to get in the boat and escape. Remember? And they fall out of the boat and everything like that. When she falls out of the boat mm-hmm. or the kid does. Remember? Yeah. I thought it that was, under. I thought that was really cool. That's when I started feeling like, ooh, this is kind of intense a little mm-hmm. bit, you know? Exactly. For, for such a small budget film, like I was like, ooh, this is kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> like the kid saw something under the water. That's where he says, I saw people under the water. Remember? Backwards. Yeah. Backwards. She like goes in, eventually saves him, and they get back in the boat and make it across the river and get back on land. But then like true fucking Blair Witch fashion, where do they end up? Back, back at, at the, the tent. T- yeah. Where they were digging a goddamn fucking hole. Oh. And they're trapped in fucking hell, which is these two movies have in common. Mm-hmm. The uh, sister made all of it up. This is where she confesses. She's like, you can't dig a hole to hell. She made it up to mess with him about the missing dog. But she's like, I met him behind Aaron's diner. She's like, you must have dreamt it. And he's like, no, he showed me. She's like, what did he show you? She, that you would try to trick me. She's like, how? He's like, with her collar. And earlier she did try. Yeah. But he was distracted by the two fucking redneck dudes. Right. And they hear something outside the tent and run with the revolver they found while digging in the ground. And they take refuge in a tree. And you hear the chains going around on the ground, which is supposed to be Cerebus, which is Hades. Yeah, the guard dog. God of Hades, like dog, Cerebus. Dragging around chains. Yeah, it was like mythological uh, stuff. But then you find out later it's it's just like bear traps. Then it, 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 it flashes. This is the other thing. Is that they flash back to the scene where the dog died, I guess, where they were like, it was a bad dog, where she said it was a bad dog. Mm-hmm. And you find out that the dog bit the boy. Oh, that's right. That, that, and that's why they had to put him down. That's why they had to put him down and why he went to hell to begin with. Mm-hmm. And the kid couldn't understand it. So that makes it even more twisted. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So like conceptually, this is fucking gold to me. But when they wake, the two weird guys are rummaging through the camp and you see one shoot the little boy 
who runs out, which is pretty tragic, and then her. And they drag them back to their farm, putting them in separate cages near their metal statue of Baphomet, put the little boy inside and start cooking him while the girl freaks the fuck out, which is a great scene. She busts out, and then the sister grabs the gun, shoots one of them. The other one gets in the car and tries to get away, and the other one tries to, the the one that was shot, tries to get in the back. Mm -hmm. She shoots them both. They're both dead. And then it's like fifth layer. It's like, what the fuck, dude? So I guess in order to get to the fifth layer, you have to kill. So that's what I think is what's going on in this. That makes sense. You know what I mean? But Nathan had to run off into the forest all covered in black ash like he's been burnt. Which is weird because you thought he was dead because he got shot. Right. And he hears his dog, Maxine, cry and goes after the noise. And that's where they find the chains of Cerebus. But it's like actually a husky dog stuck in a trap Mm -hmm. that these fucking redneck guys set out there. They're using, yeah. Yeah. And Nathan is looking at the camera smiling. And it's that's where he says, I saw people in the water. Mm -hmm. And it's like the end. But after you see this, you see his sister being hunted in the forest by demons behind the trees, screaming for Nathan, and she desperately tries to reverse whatever they did by burning her book and 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 uh, filing and filling in the hole. But the evil surrounds her, and she sits in the tent crying, and you can hear something coming towards her. And your she, chains. And you hear Nathan being called, mm-hmm. and I guess he's been turned into something. Mm-hmm. And she points the gun in front of the tent as Nathan approaches, and you see people tied up in black and white, like the completely separate thing completely separate mm-hmm. movie of people being tied up in a bathroom or something like that right yeah crying. it was just weird yeah there was flashes of that throughout the movie it was almost like it was like extending through time like this is a film that was adding to itself kind of like sinister mm-hmm. remember when they, oh, the yeah. film you know was like showing yeah. the video of people getting killed yeah which is just amazing i love that concept this is kind of like that in some way i think then it cuts back to the documentary where they talk about the binaural beats which is you know, it's if you guys don't know what binaural beats noise, is, yeah. it's it's a noise that you can use to uh, calm yourself or get yourself worked up. Uh, we have these frequencies that we hear that can kind of affect us in certain ways, mm-hmm. uh, tonally, that we don't even realize. Mm-hmm. I've had people who do uh, who go on drug trips a lot, mm-hmm. and they'll that. listen to that beforehand for yeah. like an hour and a half or something like that, mm-hmm. and just to get them in the right focus of mind and then do DMT or some crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and I even, you know, tried it before some things before in the past, just to do it but yeah they say that the, the the director the original director actually used this in the antrim film i don't know if they really did right well i didn't kill you so i think <laughs> yeah you right i think we're good but they talk about uh summoning astaroth yeah because they were using those sigils yes that, throughout the movie yes for that um deity and that they use that that the sigil over 170 times in the film mm-hmm. that we didn't see right you might have caught like two or three Right. Maybe four. There was one on the book. There's one on the side. There's one in the... Lim- there's one in the sun. There's yeah. One, yeah. But they flash through a bunch of them in a... In a yeah. In like, a, like really quick, a, Towards too. the end, you really see it, so... I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, say what you will about this film. It might not be the most entertaining film that you've seen all year, but it is creative, and it, it deserves some credit, I think. That makes sense, yeah. So... It's a good suggestion. Thank I do, you I for agree. suggesting it. Uh, I'm curious to see what Punk Robot thought now. You know, yeah. like, like she, she didn't say she liked it or not. So yeah, she was just like, "You guys go check it out." She probably just wanted to hear what we thought about certain thing aspects of it. Right. Maybe we should have dug a little deeper into it and what Astaroth is. I know Astaroth, but I mean, right. It's just you know, 
Well, he's coming to the house tonight, so I mean, might as well just leave him out some treats. <laughs> Let's take a hold of hell, honey. <laughs> anyway, so guys, thank you so much. I'm really excited about this month. I really want to have the best Halloween I've had in I don't know how long. So I hope Let's that, do it. Yeah, I hope that you, if you know somebody that enjoys Halloween or just enjoys horror all year long, like us crazy folks who just can't get enough of it and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it, then please share it with them. Please let them know that we exist so that we can grow into a powerful army and and destroy the world. Check out our merch. <laughs> <laughs> to destroy the world in fashion. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. And also, don't forget, we got the giveaway. So if you want to sign up for our giveaway, you have to do the uh, you have to sign up through the BTV VIP club. And what are we watching next week? Next week, we are going to be watching some big ones, actually. We're going to be watching Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I haven't seen that. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. Ultimately, that is probably one of the fan favorites. I'd say 60% of Friday the 13th fans, maybe 50%, think that's the best one. Uh, everybody we'll has their own favorite order. There's no one that's ever the same. Uh, but we're also going to be watching the Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, the producer's cut. So this is a completely different version that cut out all kinds of... Sh well, this is the cutout stuff that the original film cut out from the director's vision. Mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with some like weird summoning shit like Antrim in a way uh, mm -hmm. but only with Michael Myers so it gets pretty fucking wild guys uh -oh. so you're gonna want to check out those ones these are just some ones we did a review of part six before in our three hour and a half fucking Friday the 13th extravaganza it's not going to be in depth so I figured let's give it a whirl again and uh, you know do part six of Jason and then part, part six, six of, of Halloween and Michael Myers. Michael Myers. The two big ones, you know? I mean, yeah, that's kind of smart. Freddy is definitely one of my favorite um, slashers. Which that we there haven't is. touched at all. But we're going to try The Part of the reason I didn't pick Freddy this time is because I wanted to watch part three. Mm -hmm. And we chose Halloween 66 instead. That's because we're going to be doing the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise next year. Yay. Soon. Soon. That, well, next year is soon. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll probably be the beginning of the year when everything's a little slower. So probably like February or March. Okay. I'm excited. So we're going to get through I got all some those stories. I got stories. Yeah. But next week, be prepared for Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives and Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers, aka Halloween 666. But the producer's cut, you can find that online. I think Scream Factory sells it individually. You can pick that up as well. You could probably find it for really cheap because a lot of people aren't really fans of it, but I think it's fascinating. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, guys, thanks so much for coming by and helping us celebrate that. Check out the merch, get crazy, help us out, keep this podcast surviving and floating by picking up something. It could be even a sticker, it doesn't matter. We just love you for it. But thanks for listening, and as always, long live the boy.